Alrighty, hey guys, so today is pretty exciting. As you can see, uh, to use one of Ben's words from Hound and Stag, it's pretty hectic here. Yep. It's, um, it's a madhouse, it's busy, it's packed, it's raining outside, but no one in here gives a crap. Uh, we're all just drinking beer and having a good time, listening to music, eating good food, drinking beer. So, yep. Ben from Hound and Stag, welcome. Cheers, bro. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, it's been a long while, and it's been a long while seeing you on the road to getting this going and cranking. Yep. It's, um, it's a long way from a garage that was half the size of the shipping container here. Yeah. Um, of you making beers and saying, oh yeah, we're doing a brewery, we're going ahead. Yep. And yeah. here we are. Yeah, here we are, yeah. <laughs> Hound and Stag started as a garage project uh, about five years ago. Yep. And then about two years ago, my friend said, let's build a brewery. Yeah. So I said, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> uh, we got this venue back in, I think it was about April this year and we gutted it all the way back to the bare bones and took us about, well, all the way up until last week to finish it. Yep. And uh, still finding a few little gremlins around the place, but uh, here we are. And you said, uh, so you said April that you got this building. Yeah, Had you ordered the April. kit before then? And we're yeah. hoping you found a place to fit it into? Or? Yeah, so we started talking with TM Thai maybe a good 12 at least, 12, 14 months ago. Yep. And we started the process then with them. They said to us, you know, like, what are you looking for? What do you want? How do you want to brew? And we gave them the rough specs and it was just daily emails backwards and forwards of, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? What sort of process do you want to do? And in the end, we finally nutted it out and filtered it out. And then the whole process maybe took about, it's pretty quick actually, maybe about three or four months for them to manufacture it and then um, it was here a lot quicker than we expected. Yeah, yeah. hasn't been touched yet. No, but, uh, uh, the steam fitter boys, uh, they've told us about a week away. Yep. About yeah, a week nice. away we should be getting pretty close to completion. Uh, it would be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you've got us a tasting paddle of your beers. Yeah, so... What have we got? Tell me what we what we got, what we're drinking and what we're going to go through. Yeah, so over the past couple of months, Turn I've been, around so I've been brewing a so. uh, Slipstream. Yep. Uh, so cheers to Gavin and the boys <laughs> out of Slipstream. They were amazing. So we've been brewing up there so we'd have stock here for opening because we yep. knew the brew house wouldn't be ready. Yeah. Uh, so straight up, my personal favourite, it is a German Leicht beer. Yep. But we've just called it a session lager because... Apparently no one can say Leicht beer correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is my favourite. It's a just a beautiful straight Pilsner and Sars hop uh, Bavarian Leicht beer. Um, low ABV one, right? That's the yeah. So it's still a fraction higher than I'd like. It's coming yep. at 3.8%. I'd like okay, to shave yep. that down to about 3.4. Yep. But uh, at the moment, really, really happy. It's just delightful to drink. Yep. Um, the next on the paddle is the. APA, which is uh, we call the Hoptimist. So Simcoe hops early in the boil. I love Simcoe. Yep. I'm nutty for Simcoe. <laughs> and then good old Citra Mosaic 1-2 combo. Um, just super nice and easy. I've little... seen that one on the website. I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super nice and easy. A little bit of light crystal, a little bit of uh, victory in there, and just a lot of American ale malt. Sweet. Uh, number three is my uh, Hefeweiss. Lovely. So I've been. I was up until earlier this year uh, part of Babs for a yep. couple of years. 
Um, we just got so busy here. I just couldn't commit to Babs yep. for this past year. So yeah. I mean, that's why. Well, I similar with uh, IBU out of Switch Girls Union. Yep. 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 Um, so I did really, really good with my half last year. Really chased Nick Holt pretty hard <laughs> with this recipe and our. Tends to brew a decent one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kept him on his toes with this recipe. <laughs> and we did pretty good at the Queenslands and then the Nationals. So this is my favorite, but we've just changed our yeast. Uh, we've uh, tried the Bluestone yeast out at- oh, Okay, um, yeah, the liquid yeast. Slipstream, yeah. Yep. So we were really impressed with that. Uh, we had been using White Labs. Yep. Uh, I think it's WLP001, I think. Yep. I think from memory, yeah, don't yeah. quote me. But um, we'd been using the Hef yeast from them, but when we tried the local one, we went, this is amazing, let's give it a go. Yeah. Uh, really happy with how it turned out. And then finally, uh, Lactose Oak Cream IPA. So Dave, our master brewer here, will tear your arm off if he sees you stealing one of these. Yep. Because it's his absolute favorite. Uh, <laughs> it's just a big juice bomb. It's typical Oak Cream IPA. Big, big mouth feel. Really nice soft velvety from the Lactose. Lots of big fruit in there as well. Yeah, nice. So, well, let's crack into one and then we'll have a have a bit more of a yarn. Cheers, Cheers bro. That's a good beer, hey. Like what a easy drinking, middle of the road. Just good. keep having a nice session when you're here with mates, watching the cricket. I might add. Yeah, we've got um, got the big screen on the back, so. Yeah. so there's a nice big projector here. Super awesome, big ass brewery. How yep. many can you see? Lots. I'm not 100% I'm not sure of the uh, the official number, but we've got front area, internal area, we've got two function areas, yep. and we've got a big backyard as well. So yep. tables everywhere, yep. standing room, milling around room. I like out the back because it's nice and big. We've got the big festoon lights. Yeah, trail the, going. the really nice lush turf out the back as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, and we're dog unfortunately, friendly. it's raining today. Yep, um, and we're dog friendly, so lots yep. of people bringing their dogs outside to sit and chill. Yeah, nice. So dog friendly for the outside. It's good to see all the puppies. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's great in here. So I know the story, but give uh, give the guys like a little bit of a history lesson on Hound and Stag. Like. Yeah, so I was a paramedic for 15 years in Logan and retire as of this Sunday. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, so I started brewing about five years ago just to help to unwind from work. Uh, so for me, this was a garage project. Uh, we started with some SS Brewtech, um, the seven gal chronicle systems, and uh, just jumped boots and all straight into all grain brewing. And uh, we we're just doing like the five gal batches. And uh, then after about a year, the owners of the house came by for an inspection and I said, oh, well, I've turned the garage into a nano brewery, sorry. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, let's go have a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we became mates. And then fast forward two years, they came around and said, all right, let's, uh, how do you feel about building a brewery for real? And I was like, are uh, you joshing? They're like, no, let's actually do this. And so that was how it all started, was me turning their garage into a nano brewery <laughs> and then uh, us having a crazy dream about two years ago and we just went, Lucky you gave a good jump. beer on that first day. I know, I reckon I was <laughs> pretty lucky. <laughs> This interview break brought to you by our friends at Bintani.
beer and hops. They go hand in hand to make each other, well, to make beer taste great. Hops, they really just play a part at the beginning and at the end with the dry hop. So there's a lot of ways to use hop. There's a lot of different types of hops. There's all sorts of different type of hop products. So this is a hop pellet. Normally what they come as uh, when they're growing is they're a hop cone. Yeah, but they're actually related to the marijuana family of plants, but um, hop cones grow on bines, so that's B-I-N-E. And the cool thing about that is they grow up vertically and they use their hairs and twisting motion to wrap onto the trellises, whereas the vines, like, you know, like from grapes and you know, other stuff like that, like passion fruit, they grow on vines and they use tendrils to reach out and grab onto things and support them as they grow out. So that's a big difference between a vine and a vine. Uh, you might have heard people say, oh, it grows on a hop vine. Yeah, you can correct them and say, it's a hop vine. But anyway, you get cones, cones of different shapes, sizes, lengths, widths. Uh, so what we want out of the hops is flavour, aroma, oils, there's beta acids, alpha acids, there's all sorts of um, tricumulones and there's all sorts of things that are in hops. Uh, we'll dig into that deeper in later episodes, but they're really important to beer. So they, what do they give? They give bitterness. We add them at the start of the beer uh, when we're boiling it. They also give flavour and aroma, which we add in the dry hop in the later stages while it's fermenting. Um, and there's all sorts of different products to do that. So these are hop pellets. You can use fresh hop. Um, that's when you get what's called a wet hop beer. Uh, and then you can also use a whole lot of other stuff now that is coming out. So these are T90 pellets. You can get T45. Um, we'll explain all of those too. But yeah, they're hops. Hops are used in beer and it's pretty cool. So you get to drink beer. is Frank. So Frank's up over the top of the bar. I got him a couple of years ago just off of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted a stag's head so I was like screw it. Yeah. So that's a stag and the hound is Morris, my old dog. Uh, so on brew day yeah Frank would be sitting up on the wall and Morris would be on the ground just yeah. sleeping so hound and stag. Hound and stag. Frank, yeah, yeah. And, Frank and Morris. So <laughs> I love that story. Um, alrighty so this is the APA? Yeah, the Hoptimist. Hoptimist. So, yeah, just nice, easy, pretty juicy. It's got a nice amber colour to it. Yeah, yeah, she's lovely and clear yeah. as well. Maintains a reasonably good head as well. Um, feedback we've had from a lot of people is that they're surprised how much flavour is in such a small beer. Yep. Uh, from memory, I think this one comes in about 4.7, 4.8. Yep. They're like, it tastes a lot bigger than what it actually is. Well, that's good, eh? Cheers. It's, um, it's a nice big mouthfeel. It's got that nice malt and the bitterness is running nice and direct and it's not overpowering either. It's yeah. just really easy drinking beer. I think the Simcoe um, really directs where the hops want to go. Yeah. Get a yeah, lot I'm... of that nice resiny pine at the back just pushing the nice citrus forward. Yeah. It's a little bit bitter. Yep. Like a little bit bitter. Yeah, it's got a little for bit. For an APA than yep. you would expect, but I like that. Yeah. I, I love IPAs too. I did push um, the IBUs up to the top end of yeah. what would be acceptable for the range. Which is where I like them. Yep. Um, but I, I, I like, I, I don't drink a lot of pails. Yep. Um, I must be said, but, um, but this is good. How do you go brewing things like this, uh, or this juicy number, when I know that you like old school, traditional, <laughs> European, yeah, long yeah. lager. Yep. <laughs> so if I, yeah, look, everything's got to have a bit of yin and yang. So Kewan, my business partner, 
He's my yin, I'm his yang. Yep. He loves everything modern, hoppy, hazy, fruit forward. I love traditional, pure, clean, just real, yeah, real noble. I actually really, in, I enjoy brewing these ones because it actually stretches me. Yep. It forces me to go into territories that I might not necessarily go just willingly. Yep. Do a bit of research on yeah. something that's a bit different. Yeah. I've actually really got to put a lot of headspace into, okay, this is not my natural go-to. So if we're going to do this well, oh, I know this sounds a bit yeah, arrogant, yeah. sorry, but if we're going to, if we're going to put effort into this, let's do it properly. I don't think anyone would be doing this if they weren't trying to do anything properly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, if you put your name to it, you want it to be your best effort. Yeah. And, you know, I want anyone that buys a beer here to go, that was Ben's effort, best yep. effort on that day. Yeah. And I always hope we will always continue to do better and yeah. always improve. But uh, no matter what style it is, whether it's my fave style or least favorite, I always put in 110%. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Was this one of the early thing that like you knew that you had to have in your range, or was it something that you're like, oh shit, I don't have. So this APA was actually, I think, one of the first recipes I ever created. Yeah, right. Um, and I don't think I've ever really tinkered with it much, to be honest. Mm. Uh, so. I love pirates and skeletons. So yep. originally this was called the Siren Song. Marketing said otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the Optimist. Uh, so marketers, eh? I know. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, this was one of the first beers I ever made, and a lot of my old colleagues just used to love it. For a recipe that I made so early on in my learning, it's barely changed. So yeah. I'm really happy with it. But as you well should be. That's uh, it's great beer. Very easy drinking. Like out of all the beers that have been crossing the bar, like we've been open for six days now, and um, out of all the beers that have been just crossing the bar, just got a few people checking yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it's just a quiet <laughs> lunch. Yeah. Um, the locals are frothing. They're so yeah. excited. It's amazing. But yeah, that that APA is uh, probably our second biggest seller. Um, first being the lager yep um, but yes I, I was a bit anxious how that APA would go but yep. the numbers speak for themselves yeah, like, 100% yeah. yeah sometimes that might happen too hey you, the locals will just push something that they want yep um, and it won't be what you think it'll be no. but um, seems to be you're on the money at the moment I, I was really pleasantly surprised and just really I don't know a bit chuffed yeah yeah you know I was anxious about it and everyone's like we love it yeah which is amazing it's very surreal. I'm still, even after six days of watching people drink the beers that I've made <laughs> yeah. and I've brought from the garage to here, it's still surreal to look around and see someone just be like, yeah, this is great. And I'm yeah. like, wow. Should congratulate yourself 100%. This is, oh. uh, this is freaking we've awesome. Got, we've great. got an amazing team. There's six of us and obviously we could not have achieved this if we didn't all just pitch in and then from that six it's grown bigger yep. and then bigger again and bigger again and uh, we've got the most amazing family here yeah. like everyone's just such an important Cock piece of the, the machinery yeah, yeah. absolutely yep. so yeah incredible time this interview break brought to you by our friends at convoy Alrighty, so before the break we were talking about T45 and T90 pellets. What are they and what's the go? So these pellets, these are some really nice lemon drop pellets that I had in my freezer before. That's the best place to store them. Um, so what are they? T45 pellets are actually more highly processed than the T90. And the reason being is that they've got about twice um, the alpha acids than what the T90s do in it. So 
Brewers use them because they can get more punch um, in their beer and less grassy notes, less grassy material. So half of that in a T45 um, would actually be, so in a T45 you'd only use that much. If you're using T90, you need that much. Obviously what's gonna happen if you put that much into your beer, you're gonna get end up with, with more losses um, in your beer. You're gonna end up with more chance of getting like a grassy, um, sort of vegetal note in your beer and it's just not as tasty but basically it's more efficient to use T45 than it is T90 but T90s are way cheaper than T45 anyway so these, there's a trade-off on what you want to do and how you want to use them um, a lot of brewers use things like there's products that use them are things like Looper Max and Cryo Hops uh, there's also like jams that you can get and all sorts of things now that are coming out. There's also a new product called Phantasm which is something totally different and uses thiol precursors uh, from Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc grapes in New Zealand. Uh, so there's all sorts of crazy stuff that you can do to mimic the flavour of hops. So they're not even hops in the, in the thing. But this is the basic difference between T90 and T45. You'll usually use your T45s in your dry hopping, T90 in your kettle. Um, so T45 is great because you get more product out of the fermenter, you've got less tube to run out at the, um, out of the fermenter when you go into the bright tank and things like that. And basically, gets you better beer and more of it. Cheers to that. The Hef. Yeah. Uh, I love a good Hef. Uh, I, I love the Hef too. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that the Bluestone yeast has just maintained such a great haze. I, I'm really, really, uh, really, really happy with the way we've maintained the haze in this without a drop in clear. Like, so this is the first time we've used Bluestone. Yep. So we've made it the way I always would. Same temperatures, same ingredients. Yep. Bit of dextrose at the end to really push those uh, the bubblegum, banana, and clove. They're definitely there, eh? Yeah, yeah. So really, really happy with how this has actually Here's turned that. out. So, prost. Well, that's a stayer, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm really happy having this on tap. It's warmed up a little bit now, so maybe getting a little bit more bubblegum. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. Was, yeah, when it's a bit colder. A lot more of that ripe banana with a really nice bit of clove, but yep. yeah, as it's warming up, we're really starting to get that bubble gum come forward. Uh, we've got eight beers on tap right now, and four of them would be uh, like traditional Germanic, yep. and the other four are more modern. So how have you gone with, because um, I'm sure you've brewed this, as you said, you've yep. brewed it with Nick Holt a few times. and uh, Not with Nick Holt, oh, yeah. but uh, like I entered this one into the last year's oh, yeah, Babs. Yeah. And, yep. uh, so his beer and my beer were head how to head. Did, how'd you go um, with getting this recipe ramped up um, to commercial yeah. size? Because you can't all, it's not always eggs for eggs. That's right. Uh, people think that you can go, oh yep, well now I'm brewing I brewed 50 litres, now I'm brewing 5,000 yeah. times a hundred. No. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't always work like yep. that. Yeah, no, it was amazing. So uh, I've been doing uh, Steve Hendo's uh, Rockstar course. So, I don't know that guy. I know, the guy's, a, uh, <laughs> guy's amazing. Hey, Endo. Um, We're going to get him on his podcast, so hey, he'll, be, yeah. uh, he'll be on here. <laughs> so, you know, like his, um, uh, like the Excel spreadsheet for uh, recipe creation. Yep. Uh, but then Gav from uh, Slipstream, we just worked together and we just crunched numbers. 
and looked at their system and yeah we pulled it all together so yeah, yeah it was a really interesting learning curve working with the guys from slipstream yep. particularly for beers like this because uh some of the beers that I gave to them were recipes that they hadn't really explored before, they said, yeah, yeah. or hadn't really pushed their machinery to do, their brew yep. house. So it was kind of a learning curve for both sides of the yeah, fence. Yeah. And it was a little bit adventurous at times, yep. just figuring it out and going, well, I hope this works. We sat down with these recipes and everyone was just like going, okay, well, we know it's your recipe, but let's, we've got to amp this up. Yep. And then we've got to make it work. So everyone's throwing in ideas of, Hey, you know, like, like the rice hulls was a big thing because some of the styles that we brewed required so much rice hulls. Yeah, yeah. And so like, using a lot of wheat and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Dan was coming in going, hey, I've done research overnight. Like we're going to need to look at these sorts of numbers. And then, you know, there were mornings where, you know, like I'd come in and uh, Dan would be there like, you know, like washing rice hulls in this big like our grandfather <laughs> you know just so that way we could have washed rice holes to put into the mash tun and and so yeah it was just this epic learning curve where everyone was just pitching in and uh putting in their two cents collaborative it, effort it, it totally it's, was uh, collab yeah it was amazing so what do we got oat cream ipa so uh, what what they call this one your shout your shout yeah because every time we pull it out david yell out your shout so i oh, well. end up getting called your shout so Charlie would love this one. Charlie from Helios. Now a whoopee. Yeah. Because uh, he's moved. Wool, wool Gulga. Yeah, Wool Gulga. Wool Gulga. Yeah, yeah, he loves a good oat cream IPA. Um, What's a marketing term that you just despise having to put on your beer labels um, when they do cream. fall into that category? <laughs> oat cream. I knew that was going to be the answer too. He doesn't. He Full hype beers, he's like, oh, <laughs> uh, this is good. It's really, really nice. It's definitely got that nice bitterness of the IPA. Yeah. Um, but then it's got that real nice mouth, cloudy, yep. cloudy feeling. It's not too sweet. Yeah. It's like really well balanced. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's been amazing. Like the reviews that we've been getting have been, the staff are amazing, which I get a little bit of paternal pride about yeah. that because you know, like most of the guys on the staff, I could be their dad. And so I kind of do get Do that. they know a lot about beer? Or has there been a bit of education? Yeah, there's been a bit of education, but they're really keen and they're yeah. really so excited. You know, like, I think one of the best moments of this past week of being open is seeing these young guys actually bring their families in and show their families around. Yep. Like, we've got one guy here, and he had his grandma in here, yeah, yeah. and his mum and dad, and he was proudly showing them around. And I'm like, got a little tear in my eye, you know, like, I'm like, how good is it that these young guys are so proud? This isn't just a place of employment. They're actually really proud to be yeah, here. Yeah. And they're showing and it off to their show families. The people. Yeah. And so I do get a little bit of paternal pride, I guess you could yeah. say. Like, uh, uh, we're being blessed. Like, I gotta tell you, the, the young guys and girls that we've got here are just A grade. They're fantastic. And the feedback we've been getting is the staff are pleasant. They're, they're well presented. They're excited to be here. And, Who's the worst know, like, one? Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> I'm excited that people are enjoying the beers, but I'm even more excited that people are saying the staff are awesome. Yep. And that the kitchen's amazing. Like it's yeah. it's really a trifecta. Yep. It's it, this is not the beer show. This yeah. is the kitchen staff beer. It's a, it's a venue. It's a venue. Yeah. Like. It, it really is. Yeah. And well, how about yeah. how about we neck the rest of this? Indeed. And then you take us on a tour and show us around the place. 
Uh, and then we can get stuck in and have some lunch. Sounds like a plan, bro. Cheers. Cheers.